Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and unfortunately this week, Alex Miller, uh, Doc's nowhere to be seen. We're down cattle. Each week we're losing a soldier cat. It's a bit of a strange one at the moment. But yeah, like you said before we went to air, a bit of the old fluent, fluent uh, phlegm season going on. <laughs> It is. We're getting into the colder months all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, summer's been in the swing of it, but footy's back, so yeah. that means it's going to start getting cold, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's taking advantage of the medical sub rule, Doc. He's <laughs> sitting on the sidelines for this one. Except we have no one to replace him. <laughs> He'll chalk so this down. one up as another podcast, but his stat sheet will be empty, <laughs> much like Connor Downey against, uh, against the Bombers. <laughs> We're down an interchange, Cat. We can't sub anyone on. Shit. <laughs> well, it was another big uh, week of women's footy, as mm. always, mate. Um Finals really heating up now. Seven teams in the running for uh, a final spot. A few locked in already, but mm. Carlton are just sitting outside that top six, and them and North are going to be battling very hard this week to get that last spot. Well, it's a massive game for you and North this week. Obviously, oh, no Jenna Bruton for North. Oh, it's going to make things tough. I think you got to look to the stars this week, Cat. The mm. Kings, uh, just Jamie uh, bleh, Gardner. Um, and look to all those big players to step up this way against Freo, who will be really there to put uh, put a test on. And Giants have a host in Carlton. Yeah, that's going to be a huge it's a game. Game Sunday afternoon. So yeah, we'll give our tips for that later in the show. Very but jeez, Adelaide and Collingwood as well. Melbourne mm. and Brisbane. It's just chock a block. Yeah, and then there's boring ones like Ge- <laughs> Geelong and Gold Coast. Who will Do you reckon anyone's going to rock up to the dead rubber West Coast St Kilda game at six ten? On a uh, Sunday evening? No, I don't think so, especially down at the Minerals uh, Mining Centre. At the Mines. <laughs> at the Mines with the Some say they're actually playing the game down in the Mines this week. Maybe on the lunch break. Uh, <laughs> someone might pop in, but no, it's not going to be a whole lot going on there. But like you said, lots of exciting games. Huge but there were some one. big ones on the weekend. Oh, absolutely. Um, the top, of the, top of the table clashes. Um, the one that started us off for this week's round that was, was Brisbane and North mm. Melbourne. Bloody one of the most inaccurate affairs I've seen all year. The Lions got it done 4 11 35 to North's 2 8 20. And pretty sloppy footy from two teams who want to be going far in finals. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty surprising, isn't it, Cat? Because maybe we've talked about as well that when two big teams play against each other, mm. a bit of the uh, styles change a little bit. And I thought both teams played a good brand of footy. But yeah, the inaccuracy, especially from Brisbane the last couple of weeks, has been a bit yeah. worrying. A lot of players who had shots for goal and only put up a behind. Anderson, Arnell, Greta Bodie. Greta Bodie's one was... Oh. Courtney Hodder had one two. Orla yeah. missing another shot. I'm t- she's she, mu- she must be a finals player because, honestly, like her stat lines are looking very nice, but the one behind. Orla, come on. Yeah, well, Gotta she, make an impact she, she was good, though, Cat, by foot. Yeah, she was. She always is. Very impressive. And I think um, it's going to be the big thing, as I've talked about, particularly with the Brisbane duo on the wings, which is mm. Conway and um, Dwyer. I think if you can get that run and carry and that attacking prowess from your wingers, yeah. and then also, you know, Conway works back well in defence as well, and so does Dwyer when she needs to. But um, it's gonna be, that's where the game, I felt, was won, because both midfields are very good here, Kat, as you know. Absolutely. And the stats reflect that. But um, I just want to talk about Kate Luckins again. <laughs> When my, don't we? Oh, she's my woman of the week two weeks ago, and um, she should be every week, but I can't. <laughs> Sorry, Kate. But she was outstanding again, Kat. Yeah, she had a big game. Um, I was really happy with Batesy's response mm. as well. Um, but both Batesy and Bell Dawes had a huge response. Uh, both of them a few more quieter games last week, and they both racked up the touches. were probably really impactful. Um, you need your outside players getting that impact against such especially yeah. a skilled team like North Melbourne who really dominate that inside ball. Yeah, correct. And um, I know you're a big fan of Dawsey, 
Cat. How, how yes. do you rate her season so far this year? Yeah, look, it's hard. With she's still such a young player. Obviously, she mm. was really consistent last year. Um, but the second year Blues get to them all sometimes, and yeah. she's been a bit up and down. But you know, I think teams are starting to take more notice of her. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. How can't you? She's a she's a gun, and and it sort of reflects that Starsevich just stuck with her through the whole season, regardless yeah. of her up and down weeks. And it's always oh, keep the confidence yeah, up. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, Kat. It's a tough thing with young players when you're having a bit of a down two or three weeks and you get dropped and then you've got to work back into the side. You see it in the men's quite a bit, actually, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, the Brisbane, they got the job done. I mm. think the biggest thing that's going to be their strength come finals, Kat, is the back line. Oh, yeah. The, this back line, Emma Zilke probably had her best game of the year yeah. or close to in this one. She was really prolific um, off of half back. I thought Campbell was good. Yeah, Campbell, she she does well. Campbell and uh, Brie Conan, um, mm. I think, are two that sort of fly under the radar. Yep. You know, they kind of get their job done every single week. 100%. In the Brisbane back line. And as well, we talked about um, the ruck last week for Brisbane, and we had we gave Talia Hickey a bit of a, not a spray, but we said maybe she's got a quite, not quite at that next level yet. Yeah. But I thought she battled really well against um, Emma King this week. Actually beat her in the hitouts and had 10 touches yeah. of her own. Um, around the ground, which I thought was really, really good from her. She worked really well around the ground, which was the biggest thing that I saw from that Saturday night game. And, you know, the a- accuracy wasn't just reflected on Brisbane Cat North, two goals, <sighs> eight. They had some... I was particularly disappointed with Ashmore, Caitlin yeah. Ashmore. I wanted a bit more from her this game. Two behinds. Daria Bannister, too. Like, mm. they're normally very consistent up in that forward line. Yeah. Good to see Daisy Bateman, as always. Another one who's sort of flying under the radar. Kicked into the goal this week. Um, she's just slowly putting her case together in that north yeah. forward line, I think, Daisy. Very, very consistent sort of player. But, yeah, we talked about the loss of Bruton before, and she was the leading possession getter this week. 26 touches, 7 marks. Um, couldn't quite run forward to kick a score. Mm. But, geez, they're going to miss her. I think it's going to be very interesting, Kat, how they structure the midfield now, not just... Mm. It probably gives Garner a bit less time to push mm. forward as well because now you've got one of your big contested yeah, ball getters out. Garner's probably going to spend more midfield time in there. King probably can't drift forward as much either because no. she she we know she can add that extra dimension as a rough oh, midfielder yeah, yeah. in there. Um, it's going to be hard for them to figure it out. Yeah, I think that... It's going to be interesting because you'd, you'd say, you look at Norse list, the biggest thing is that there are good supporting players around them, but it's the other big names that I think will have to step up because that's no disrespect to the other members of the team, but there's such big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be very tough. But I think, I thought Carney was really good. I thought Gavilas again was good. Yeah. Um, I thought Gavilas's work ethic was really impressive to me, Kat. Her willingness to chase and hunt the ball. She had four tackles, but every one of them, I tell you what, they stuck and Yeah. She's oh, got, I love her. Oh, she's just an amazing player. But you know, I thought after um not that she's had a bad year by any means, but after round one I thought she was like on track for a, yeah. a best and fairest or an all Australian level year. Mm. She probably hasn't quite gotten to that level, but she's been a really consistent part. Um there were a couple of players from this game though that I think need to be standing up this week, Mia King's the big one mm. for me, especially with Bruton out. She'll yeah. be rotating through that inside midfield yep. a lot more, and she only had the six touches. Very quiet. Um, this week, five of those were handballs too, so she never really got that um, space to no. even find a kick on the outside, even barely even no. once. Didn't get, didn't get near it, really. Yeah, Gilroy pretty quiet as well. Normally she's fantastic on that half-back flank, but only the nine touches for her yep. as well this week, um, which is something you really can't afford to be doing 
when you've got a final spot no. on the line. Well, what do you feel about Grace Campbell as well, Kat? Because I remember when she was recruited from Richmond, a lot of talk about her. Yeah. And we were all very excited. And she's had... We, we thought North Midfield's going to be unstoppable <laughs> with her in there. She's had a bit of an interesting year. Um, mm. I'm not sure... She looks a bit confidence-ridden, a little bit. Yeah, Croc's doing sort of similar to um, what Half's been doing with Katie Loins and playing Mm. her in the forward line a bit more, which I just don't think is her strength. Like, I saw her play a bit of VFLW before she came in, um, and she just looked like, when she was in the midfield, like, it's it's where she loves. Like, she's thriving in there, getting getting in and under, throwing her body around. Like, she's no stranger to a tackle. No. And I can understand why Croc would put her in the forward line. Like, she's a pressure machine, but... It's not where her best spot is, you don't think. No. She's got another opportunity this week with Bruton out. Um, Her and King, I need to see... If they want to be playing good footy in finals, those two seriously need to step up. You'd expect those two to step up, really, and lift. But um, interesting just looking at the team stats as well, Kat. There's, you know, plus 40 touches for North. But um, Mm. things like this, the the inside 50s were only plus one to Brisbane. The clearances were actually plus seven in North's favour. But just couldn't get those entries. And I think it was really interesting. They had more marks inside 50, Mm. contested possessions. It's not the first time that they've smashed a clearance count no. and still managed to lose the game against the Pies as well. They were really strong Correct. in the midfield so um, and they put up, what, 0-8 in that game. Yeah. So I don't know what needs to happen for North next week, but something's got to happen. They need some synergy, I think, Cap, from the mids and forwards. It's getting in there yeah. enough, but there's not enough connection. Um, yep. They had the marks inside 50 this week, but the poor finishing really didn't help, obviously. Mm. you know, Two goals eight is not what anyone would expect, and I think yeah. uh, Crocs would be really onto them. Oh yeah, players like home. players like Cuspertson at Freo are going to absolutely eat those entries up if they are just bombing it long yeah, correct. into the forward line. I think so it'd be very interesting, Cat, to see how Freo approach this north forward line that gets it in there enough, but how yeah. do you defend it? So yeah, it's on. a tough, tough task for them this week. Um, the second game we've got in the round that was Richmond and yes. West Coast. The Tigers another win, mate. They're they're building something nicely <laughs> at the tail end of the season. I tell you what, it's actually good. I'm actually very happy for these everyone that's at the club. Uh, coaches, the staff, the water, boys, girls, <laughs> whoever's involved. Because it it had been a very rough time at the moment, or prior to this cat, but a little yep. bit of form, a little bit of running. Yeah, it's a good win on the weekend. 5-12-42 uh, by eight points over the West Coast, 5-4-34. Uh, mm. um, I thought Christina Bernardi, just to kick off the bat, was good. Yep. I thought she presented really well. And she had nine tackles. I know, that's what you... I, I've said it multiple times, but her work rate mm. for a tall... Uh, the tall forward is unreal. Like she yeah. just does everything you want at ground level. That was that was what the most impressive thing to me was because if you look at her stats, really, the one mark isn't cold crush hot, but no. tackling pressure and like you said, yeah. for someone her size, she's almost really like she's capable of doing both roles. She can mm. be both that small pressure yeah. and a tall marking forward, which is very rare. Yeah, it is very very rare. And and Montconti. Uh, <laughs> Cat, we've spoken about many times. Alex Doherty's going to have to find a place for her in the AA team because <laughs> I'm not taking that for an answer. 24 touches again, uh, three marks and two tackles, one behind. She really should have kicked that goal, but um, was very, very impressive again. What I love the most about Conti, and I've noticed it about her over the past few weeks, is there are not many midfielders who use their space and use their wits as well as she does. Mm. If she sees an opportunity out of the pack with some space to run into and get an extra 15, 20 metres off her disposal, she'll do it. Like, she just guns for it. She's got some genuine, not just leg speed, but, like, like I think that's the biggest thing there, cat creation. Mm. Creating space is something hard to do in any sport. And 
she Especially when you've got five other girls all around yeah, you trying to tackle and you. I, and I think that she, she's got quite a really good football head on her. Yeah. I think she really, like you said, breaking into space is something that anyone can do. But the way she uses it as well when mm. she gets into those areas is outstanding. But yeah, I think there's a reason why she's so highly touted. Because yeah. not only does she win her own footy, but she breaks it out and mm. gets it out to her teammates too. Um, and when we look at the star power in the lineup as well, Katie Brennan... As you know, we've there's probably no other player that we've given as much (laughs) stick to on this podcast than Katie Brennan, but her second half of the year has been unreal. Like probably some of her best footy. Yeah, I I would say that so far. I think her her willingness now to hunt the contest has Mm. been what's most impressive to me. Two goals too as well on the weekend, which was really good. But yeah, I think you've almost seen Kat a bit of a hunger kick back into this side. I think. I think once they got the first win, mm. it sort of lit the fire. They yeah, want more. They wanted more. And um, I think as well, the with Geelong and Gold Coast being as poor as they has been this year, Richmond seen, seen a chance to sort of get a couple wins under their legs and yep. make some sort of a reputation for them. And I thought Ellie McKenzie as well, Kat, again. Like, I just think this young this young girl is going to be an absolute star of the league. Oh, mate, she's already a star of she's the league. She's producing like. this at half forward. Get yeah. her in the midfield. I should be averaging 80 a game, I think. Though. Well, I thought she actually pushed up the ground she really did. well um, this week. Not that she hasn't been doing it well previous weeks, but mm. um, just providing a target, linking up those handball chains. 11 kicks and 11 handballs yeah. shows to me that she's she understands her, her ball use really well. She doesn't waste a disposal. She sort of knows when's the right time to go, yeah. when's the right time to 100%. maybe find your teammate on the outside and pick off a handball. I think, um, yeah, her, her decision-making is something that's very strong. Mm. You can I, just tell. You can just yeah, see her. Yeah, it's almost natural as well. You don't see her stop and think about it too much. And she doesn't force things, Kat. I think she no. knows that there's limitations on certain players, not just in her t- in the team, but also her limitations. And she doesn't yeah. try to play outside her box. She's consistent. She uses the ball extremely well. And I thought her she was really good. I thought Courtney Wakefield was good as well. And and Gabby Seymour, who I've talked <sighs> about all season. I think Sam most improved player, Kat. I think what yeah. what she's been able to do from a from a ruck from a hit out standpoint is good enough. But her work ethic around the ground mm-hmm. we've talked about is, is one of the best in the comp for a ruck. Oh for sure. She's putting herself up there. Um I think she can take the next step into that high echelon of rucks mm. next year. Yep. Her and Hickey um are sort of probably in that yeah that secondary yeah. Uh, level, but they can definitely get there, especially Seymour. Like she works so hard, like you said, around the ground. Four marks is excellent to see for your big, tall ruck yeah. providing an option um, up the ground. But the other side of the coin, the Eagles. Mm. Um, look, I haven't been too disappointed with the Eagles the past few weeks. I actually think, like the Tigers, I can see what they're building. I can see what they're putting together. Um, obviously, didn't quite come together this week, but the biggest thing I saw this week, Miller, was that they didn't roll over in the fourth yes. quarter. They were still fighting all the way to the bitter end. I think it would have been... The toughest thing is... Yeah, it would have been easy to do that, Cat, because, you know, Richmond had 17 shots shots on goal to their nine. So you would have thought, if they looked at the scoreboard and said, well, they've had plenty more chances, mm. they're just going to roll over us. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, they didn't They didn't give up. And I think if you're a West Coast fan, uh, you'd be very pleased with that. I thought... I thought Amber Ward played one of her better games of the season. Yeah, just a few players quietly... Um, Stepping up, you know, yeah. obviously the Swanson being out now mm. too. You need your your, I guess, bottom six sort of players to step up. And um, Amber was not someone I've yet taken too much notice of this year, but she was fantastic. 
um, in this game. Neve Kelly as well. I love both the Kelly girls, but she had a great game last week, Neve, and she had another fantastic game this week. She did. Um, reads the footy so well, moves around the ground excellently, 16 touches, four marks, and could have had a goal as well. Um, but that's sort of the story of the day for a lot of players, is that it was an almost game. I thought Caitlin Pope played well. Yes, the Pope. Yeah, the Pope. She was very good. And I think... Um, I loved... Her goal was fantastic. Yeah, very um, nice goal. Getting there late uh, in the game to nearly get them over the line. I think, like you said, though, Kat, if you look around at how they've played the last couple of weeks, you'd be happy if yep. you... Because they've got a direction now, and I think um, that's the biggest thing that both these teams were struggling with a little bit. Um, an identity and a form of football that was going to be sustainable uh, long term. And I think with this young group, they can definitely poise uh, big things for the future. But last game is uh, Freo taking on uh, Melbourne at uh, Fremantle Oval. It was the D's getting up by five points, Cat. Oh, Four, eight, thirty-two. The, the headline, Sarah Black said, oh, sorry, no, it's not Sarah Black, Jonathan Healy actually wrote the match report oh. for this one, not Sarah. They've got a few more people on the <laughs> women's team now, good to see. Um, but they call it a thriller, and thriller was absolutely every word of it. Um, the Dockers disappointing again early. Another scoreless, scoreless uh, not goalless first mm. half for them. What which is it, Kat? It's got to be something. There's a slow a, start. Yeah. Just the slow starts from the Dockers is going to absolutely kill them, and it's cost them the top spot now. Yeah, um, yep. They were looking really strong in that last quarter, but you can't leave it till the last against finals-level teams like the Ds. No, no, I think... Um, a couple of other teams, if they had played this week, might have got away with it. But even then, I think um, it's a real issue. I think it's a big, big talking point, Cat, because um, finals, you need four quarters of consistent footy, yep. not one elite half and one where you do nothing. So yeah. I think... Um, North are such a clinical team. If they yeah. give them any space early uh, this weekend, they'll just kill them. Yeah, like if North get off to a, a two or three goal start, they're in trouble. Yeah. They're in a big bit of trouble. so Especially with the home crowd at Arden Street as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a very scary prospect Kanga, for the Kanga, Dockers. Kanga. But <laughs> let's start off with the Ds because they won, Cat. But I thought they, um, they've they been really, really resilient in the last couple of weeks. I thought uh, Maddie Gay was really good and I really liked uh, Kate Hoare. I thought both were really impressive for mine. Oh, Kate Hoare is one that's um, flown under the radar a bit. You know, she's right up there in the goal kicking. Mm. Um, but... I think what's really underrated about her is that she does play that true centre-half forward role really yeah. well. If she's not getting on the scoreboard herself, she's presenting hard out of the forward That's 50, call, yeah. finding that mark. She might be, if not the best, one of the best centre-half forwards in the league at the moment. Yeah. Um, and she found the scoreboard just fine as well this week too. Two goals, two, the four marks and 14 touches is just what I mean. Like, you don't get that too often out of a tall. It's great to see. It is. I was um, going to ask you as well, Kat, about... Libby Birch and mm. Daisy Pierce. Now, Birch has had a bit of a strange season up and down. Was pretty good on the weekend. And I thought um, Daisy Pierce, who I've, I've asked you if she could go forward, and she did this week and kicked the goal, had yeah. a bit of an impact. What, what do you see there, how they're going to track come finals? Yeah, it's interesting for Daisy. Um, I, do, I don't mind the positional change for her. I mm. think she is always at her most dangerous when she's behind the place setting it up yep. um, as opposed to being the one to finish it. But to get the goal on the scoreboard this week is probably good. I wouldn't be messing around with her <laughs> position too much <laughs> no. um, if I was Mick. But, um, no, nah, it was a good, good return from her. And, you know, the veterans, as always, uh, tracking along very nicely. Mm. Paxi... Lauren Pierce, Shelley Scott, all had really solid games. Lauren Pierce was very good, I thought. Oh, she's she's not already named the All Australian Ruck. She's got to be very very <laughs> close to it um, at this point. But uh, Maddie Gay as well, like you said before, she did well. Um, I thought Sarah Lampard played really well. Yeah, it was, the backline stood up well. I thought um, 
Lampard and Birch probably had a pretty tough role being the lockdown defenders down there on the Freo forward line, <laughs> yeah. and I thought they did well. Um, Houghton only ended up kicking the one goal, so that was good. Sabrina Duffy very quiet again. Yeah, D- Duffy's had a very, very quiet season all round. Um, bit disappointed in her, honestly. Yeah, she, I, it looks out of sorts a little bit. Yeah, and maybe she might be one of those players that, um, you know, might need to get a run up in the midfield just to get her hands on yeah. the footy a little bit more. Like, That's a great call, Kat. I actually like that. Um, so many of these live wire forwards are confidence players, um, and mm. we'll get to one in particular later with who's the woman. But, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't seen that same spark from her. I tipped her to win the goal-kicking Duffy, and you she's did, not and even close. And it was an interesting yeah, – because if you would have gone off last year, I think lots of people would have agreed with you. Yeah. No question about yeah. that. And if we're looking at Freya right now, I think – O'Sullivan, who was one I had a couple of weeks ago as my woman of the week, was a bit better this week. Six tackles Mm. and one goal. but She adds that pressure for sure. She does. She brings a lot of heat. And I think um, you've got to look at it. There's a a big gap between their big players and their medium players. And Mm. you need a bit more from those role players. Yeah, they're almost sort of like um, Freo and the Lions, I would say, Mm. are two sort of very different teams up the top. Yeah. Where the Lions get contributions from different players every week, someone different stepping up every game. Great call. Whereas for the Dockers, if the big players are fading out of the game, um, then they're just not doing as well. You look at Bowers this week, obviously still lands the 11 tackles, Mm. but... Only 12 touches from her. You want the ball in her hands a bit more than that. Do you that. think Kat, that could relate to their slow starts, that the star players maybe kick on a bit more in the second half when they know that they're down? Mm, I think so. It's I think part of it as well, we've talked about it before, is that the forward line is probably the most dangerous area for the mm. Dockers, and teams have sort of started blanketing them a yeah. lot more early. Yeah, 100%. Um, in that forward line, you know, that you look at the inside 50s, the two teams were even. Like, the mm. ball's getting in there. Um, but the Dockers only had seven marks inside 50. It's um, not much, is it? Yeah. No, they and they dominated the tackles too. Yeah. You know, 86 to 37 is unbelievable, but if you, you're putting your body on the line constantly, you're not getting anything out of it. You know, it's by the end of a game, it's got to exhaust you. Yeah, exactly, and I think that's the biggest thing. If you're playing catch-up cat in any sport, particularly in footy, it's always hard, and yeah. when you have goalless starts as well, it definitely plays the mind games in terms of right now we're three, four goals behind. We've mm. got to, we have to kick these now. Yeah, otherwise it's, just, it's over. It's it's downright unacceptable for a team that wants to be challenging for a flag. And I'm sure um, Trent Cooper will be saying that to he, the girls. I think he'd be driving them very hard at training <laughs> to get off to a big start this week. But yeah, so that's uh, that's our round that was. Yeah, some big clashes coming up. We'll get to the tips later, but first we've got, of course. Our woman of the week. Who's the woman? Alex Miller. Start us off. Who is your woman this week? Well, I'm going to the Crows and Bulldogs game where the Crows got up by 56 points. Great win for them. And I'm going to go with an interesting one. As Kat's been alluding to, I'm a bit of a... I'm no longer just a big name <laughs> big name player. I'm going no, with You Caitlin. always get the ones that fly under the radar. Yeah, Caitlin Gould this week, Kat. She had 10, 10 touches, 10 hit outs and two goals. And... Uh, the one marker, one tackle. I thought she was really, really good. Um, mm. You know, as as the second ruck. Obviously, um, the big thing against the Dogs was if they could win the clearances, the Crows, they would really dominate the game, and it reflected that. And I thought um, they were really outstanding because they won the hit out thirty three to fifteen. Yeah, jeez. Um, Don't do that every week against um, no. Rudy, do you? And it correlated well to the clearances. They were plus seven cats. So I think, um, yeah, Caitlin Gould's mine this week, and well done to her, and well done to the Crows. They bounced back. They needed to this week. So. No, I love that. They bounced back, and they've locked themselves in a final spot, which Very is great news. for them. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to go to the Friday night game, Carlton and Gold Coast mm. up at Metricon. Sun started this one really well, but there was one woman who absolutely broke the game open. 
uh, after quarter time and probably had one of the best games I've ever seen her play. And that is Darcy Vessio. She is my woman this week. Fantastic game from her. 15 touches, 6 marks, which is great to see her leading up and providing a marking target as a smaller forward. 5 goals won. She has rocketed herself up to the top of the goal-kicking tally just off of one game alone, which is absolutely unreal. It's good for her, isn't it, Kat? Oh, we've, you know, we've given her, we've given her raps, we've given her criticisms throughout the year, yep. um, but there's not many things better for the competition than when Darcy Vessio is up and firing because she is still one of the best small forwards in the AFLW. And tell you what, she brings crowds if she brings that every week. Oh, absolutely. She, even though we we're already selling out every week. <laughs> um, I'm sure every single Blues fan in Sydney will be getting down to yeah. uh, getting down to the Giants' Carlton game this week. I think it would be a very good game, but... Yeah, the latter is a very interesting cap. Brisbane are up top, uh, equal with Collingwood, and just percentage 1.5% Jeez. separating one and two. So Huge uh, games for those two this week as well. That'll literally decide the course of the finals. Yeah, um, very interesting. Yeah, as you mentioned, the Crows have locked in a final spot along with uh, Fremantle and Melbourne. And then um, North, who are sitting six, and Carlton are just outside. Well, Carlton Bulldogs and GWS all equal on points, but with percentage. You Carlton, wouldn't think the Dogs or the Giants could get in. Yeah, unless they beat Richmond by probably 100 <laughs> points. which need a record-breaking margin. I mean, yeah, you'd hope not. But yeah, <laughs> so you'd say North and Carlton the only ones. But it's a massive game, Freo North. Oh, it's both these two games, Freo North and the Giants and Carlton. Uh, oh, jeez. Like, we'll have to wait. If, if North lose, we have to wait until Sunday yeah. Arvo to find out. Um, how the finals are going to shape up. It's exciting. It is very exciting. I kind of wouldn't mind it because the Mm. Blues would be playing for absolutely everything against the Giants if North lost. It'd be a massive game. Imagine the intensity. It'd be something else. (laughs) Uh, Richmond sit in 10th, not 9th, thank God. Um, West Coast (laughs) and St Kilda, both equal 11th and 12th, uh, just separated by percentage. And the winless teams, Gold Coast and Geelong, go up against each other very soon. Very interesting. Speaking of of dead rubbers. But... Yes, uh, there's some interesting games though this week. Let's get into the tips. Yeah, all right. Let's run through the tips. Starting from Friday night. Now this one, <laughs> this is what I want to know here. These two teams have, uh, you know, no two, no final spot left to play for. Really, the Dogs and the Tigers. Miller versus Doc. <laughs> what happens here? Because you know everything's on the line here. The Tigers get another win. That's putting you in very good stead coming into next year. If you can finish that year with four wins. Out of nine games, that's well over expectations that anyone had yeah, for the Tigers. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with my mob. I have to. I oh, have to there it is. They've, they've been playing well, and I think, like you said, though, Cat, when they got that w- first win the other week, it's given mm. the confidence, and they're hungry for more. So they know it's all or nothing. You know, they got nothing to lose if yeah. they lose the game, and they'll really take it to the dogs. Yeah, I think the dogs have been very flat the past few weeks. Um, they've basically cost themselves a final mm. spot. Um, off of their poor poor performances, um, and I think the Tigers are just flying. I think I'm going to go the Tigers as well. <laughs> Alex Doherty has gone the Dogs. He's not <laughs> gone the Tigers. He's just trying to ru- ruin the feel good story going on here. Uh, so he's tipped according to the the charts here. The Dogs. The charts. Uh, the tips that he submitted, uh, and we got Saturday afternoon one ten at Arden yes, Street. Yes, here it is. This is the big one. I'm going to this one. I'm getting along to it. How excited is this cat? This is a massive game. I'm expecting every single North supporter in Melbourne to you know they're going to be hanging off the rafters, hanging off the fences, up in those apartments off. Arden Street, uh, everybody's going to be there watching this one because this is do or die for both of these two teams. Um, it's hard. It's very hard, this tip. I think North want that final spot incredibly bad. Um, the Dockers, 
as we said, these slow starts are killing them. Mm. Can't let a team like North get over the top of you early. I think they will. I'm going to go North. <sighs> I am also going to go North. And Alex Doherty has gone North as well. So the three Norths. Uh, <sighs> this is another... Uh, this one will decide a few home games for the finals. Melbourne and Brisbane. Yeah. Casey Fields. Um, the D's obviously coming off uh, a really solid win last week over the Dockers. feel like the ball's in Brisbane's court here, Kat, because mm. the Crows are taking on Collingwood, which is a much tougher game. No disrespect to Melbourne. Mind you, they're in very good nick, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. So I think Brisbane will be very hungry, and mm. I think I think they'll win. I'm going to go to the Lions as well. Um, I just love what I've seen with them yep. the past few weeks. Doc's also gone Brisbane, so the trifecta again there. <laughs> um, and then we have, as oh, we geez. said... Is a single soul in Australia going to be watching this I'll tell game? you what, you said the uh, mining game on Sunday <laughs> Sunday night will be a rough one. I think no one's going to be particularly interested in this. Gold Coast taking on um, the uh, Cats at Metricon Cat. These two teams, I feel bad for them. They're depleted. Injuries have just ravaged them all year long. They haven't been able to get a good run of form. But I think the Suns at home... In front of their fans, they're going to want to do it. Get a win on. I'm going to go the Suns. Yeah, I'm also going to go the Suns, actually. Yeah, I'll back the Suns. And uh, Doherty says, shut up, idiots. I'm going Geelong. Oh, has he? He's gone Geelong, yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, That's man. controversial. Speaking of controversial, this is a massive game as well, Kat. Talking oh. about things that are going to shape the, the structure of the top uh, six. Adelaide and Collingwood. <sighs> Sunday Arvo. 12.40, nice time. Have a sandwich. <laughs> I think uh, that'll be one foot. Oh, no, that is 12.40 our time. 12.40 our time. Yes, yes. I'll have a sandwich at 12, uh, 12.30. <laughs> we'll, we'll be eating minutes. our lunch watching the game. And then uh, uh, maybe an apple and a couple of grapes. <laughs> to take you through halftime. Take me through halftime. But this is a, this is a big game. <laughs> this is, um, again, Collingwood got heaps to play for here. The Crows, um, they proved that they are still a premiership possible winning yep. team. They're still the reigning premiers. Um, and they played like it last week. <laughs> Against the doggies, I know the Pies are going to want the top spot. I know they're capable of doing it. They ravaged the Saints at Big Park. I think I'm going to say the Pies. Yeah, I'm going to go the Crows. Whoa. I think at home it's going to be tough. The Crom, the Crom, go Crom. Uh, Alex Doherty is also going the Crom. Uh, okay, I wouldn't count the cr- the the Pies out. They're not no. going to. Oh, I, I think this will be under under three points. This, this might be one of the best games of the year. We'll say it week after week. Uh, <laughs> but there's plenty of, there's been plenty of amazing games this year though, Cap. Yes, there has been. This one, final spot on the line mm. for the Blues against the Giants. I think the Blues will do it. I think they are also hungry. They want it. Comfortably or No, not comfortably. It'll be an absolute battle. Yes, They're slogged. The ground will still be uh absolutely bogged with those floods that have been going on in Sydney for the past month and a half, it feels well, like. Hopefully no one drowns in the crowd. Uh, no <laughs> one is washed away. But um yeah, I'm I'm gonna go to the blues as well. I think they got a lot to play for, as you mentioned, Cat. Yeah. It'll be tough for them. Two yeah. weeks in a row travelling. Oh, um yeah, it's never it's tough. never easy. Uh, Alex Doherty is also going the Carlton Football Club. All right. In the last game, here's the dead rubber, the Eagles and the Saints. Um, the Saints, to me, just seem like a dejected team at the moment. I feel like they want to see, they want to finish on a win, though. I mean, everyone would. does, obviously. I think I'm going to go the Eagles, though. I think they'll get it done. I'm going, to, I'm going the Saints. I've backed them quite a few times this year, Kat, and they've let me down week after week. But, <laughs> Caitlin Grise, I want more from you. Uh, I want you to lift, and I need the whole team to lift because... Um, <laughs> I want to do Woman of the Week for Saints, and they always keep losing. So give me a reason to put it in this week. So I'm going to Saints. Give me something. Uh, Doc's going West Coast. Um, yes. Good man, Doc. So, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Excited for that one. Um, exciting finish of the season, Cat. Yes, I know. It's it's shaping up. Like like we said, the only two teams that have still got those final spots on the line realistically are uh, the, the 
Roos and the Blues. Um, Dogs and the Giants, you think, just have not enough percentage to be able to make it up. But, you know, you look at the scores there and they could make it up. Yep. You know, if if we have some some absolute smashings, which I don't think we will, um, anything could happen, but... God, I'm keen to see how um, North and Carlton go this yeah, week. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's a very... Everything on the line, everything to play for, for a spot in this final series. Um, and I'm keen for the finals as well. Like, it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive. There's lot, I think that anyone... I reckon anyone within the top five can can win a flag. I think so. They just need to get that right run of games yeah. and, you know, they'll be oh, through. I actually, you, could even, you could even say the six. Anyone in the, in the finals... <sighs> I think if... If Carlton get a run on Cat, if they win next yeah. week. I don't know if the Blues are capable from what they've shown me this year. I think North are. I think North definitely I'd are. say that top six definitely are. Yeah. At the moment, I'm still going to say I'm gunning for the Lions. Mm. I think they've been the most consistent team week in, week out yeah. for me this year. Um, but we will see when we get to finals. Oh, it's going to be huge, the finals episode. I can't wait. Um just before we close out this episode, just a bit of news. Obviously, we talked about the suspensions before. Yes. Um, Kiara Bow has cleared to play Very this week. Um, Jenna Bruton, as we said before, suspended um, out for the week. So very, very big there um, for both those sides. It's going to make a huge coming difference. Coming into the game. 100% cat. It's going to be very interesting. Well, that is all we've got this week on this episode of the A3 Footy Podcast. Make sure you stay tuned for the men's episode as well, the yes. round one wrap. Oh, what a huge week of footy that was. We've got Upset some crackers. Some crackers for the round that was um, in that one. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our socials, of course, for the AFLW finals and for the men's opening rounds. That's uh, A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter, and as well, of course, there's the email A3 Footy at gmail.com. That's A3 Footy at gmail.com. Send us in your finals tips for the AFLW. Yes. Who's taking home the flag? Who's going to sneak in? North or the Blues here? We don't know. <laughs> we, we got no idea. Well, we got no idea. Um, we'll be coming up to the awards and all that soon as well. Um, Very excited. So send through your best and fairest winners and your All-Australians. Yep. You know, Obviously, Doc's got his All-Australian rolling team coming through on the mongrel punt, so yes. he'll have that in the coming weeks, yes. his final All-Australian side. So stay tuned there as well. Um, And with all that said, stay tuned for the next episode. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And unfortunately, there has been no Alex Doherty, but we'll see him next week. Thanks for listening.